What is good, everybody? Good morning and happy Saturday. Welcome back to another edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops Betting Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Caleb, and we've got another slate to get after. Yesterday was not fun. I, I mean, it was fun, but it wasn't good. It was a frustrating day. Um, I added Josh Hart late, over 16.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Two units, first, uh, maybe first or second two-unit play of the year, uh, did not hit. I finished with 15 or 16, um, and just had a his first stint in the first half. The Knicks really, really struggled, really, really struggled. Um, and I think he had three combined points, rebounds, and assists. I think he had 13 or 12 in the second half. Obviously uh, needed a little bit better first half. Didn't get it. It happens, though. It happens. But just a bummer to lose two units. And then Tyler Hero, points and points, rebounds, and assists. Something he had been doing uh, very consistently when he went to Milwaukee um, and got plenty of shots. Got them. He played 28 minutes. They got blown out. Had 28 minutes. I think 15 shots in those minutes. Uh, volume was there. He just didn't have it. The Heat as a whole didn't have it. And again, when we go props-wise, we're, we're also trying to look at the spot. Um, and Miami had been really good first game out of the break. So, like them there, and it, it, it just he just didn't get there. I think if they don't get blown out, he may have got there even on some poor efficiency, uh, but did not get a chance to play in the fourth. So, uh, took another. Luckily, we got Bulls uh, minus the one and a half, one of the bigger blowouts of the year. So, it was nice to get that. Uh, but still got some work to do, man. Still got some work to do. Overall, 209, 189, plus 1.18 units. And we're back today with a pretty fun slate. You guys know uh, I'm a sh- generally a short spread type of guy. We got one, two, three, four, five games. Five of the six games posted right now uh, have spreads less than six. So should be fun. Let's talk our way through this. Let's start with the first game of the day. Uh, well, actually, first game of the day just ended. Uh, not really sure why that game tipped off so early, but that's cool. You know, morning basketball on a Saturday. What do you know? Dwayne Casey covers against the Raptors again. Um, I've laid off the last two, but j- just to see if like it still holds true, but it, it definitely does. Dwayne Casey is a absolute cover machine against his former employer. Um, okay. Heat and Hornets. Heat coming in as a five and a half point. Favorite, um, this is tough, man. The Hornets, they just, they throw me for a damn loop, man. They've been playing good basketball. They've been playing good basketball. First game out of the break, they go into Minnesota, and I believe they won, right? Right, let me let me make sure. Yeah, they won 121-113 on the road, and that's exactly what they're capable of. Right, like six point dogs coming into that thing, um, and they went out right. They went out right, and when they play their best basketball, like they're absolutely capable of doing that to anybody that they play. You get Miami coming in here on a back to back. Again, they should be good given the long break, um, and I think you know everyone expected you know Miami to come out a little bit better, right? Even if they didn't win that game against Milwaukee yesterday, just to at least compete, and they were never really in that game for any sustained period of time and Giannis didn't play outside of his first quarter minutes right so uh pretty disappointing effort and you'd expect a bounce back bounce back effort but I mean the books are the books have it there at eight and a half they both have a back-to-back so I don't think you can have that impact it too much I think eight and a half is fair given you know you'd expect Miami to bounce back and then Charlotte's off of a win um let me see just like 
so these two teams matched up, I think, in late January, I want to say. Um, maybe even early February. Let me pull it up. Hmm. Yeah, late January. And they won by five at the crib on a weekend. So kind of a similar spot. But again, Miami off of a loss should be a little bit more focused. And they know it's go time. Right, like they they absolutely know it's go time. But again, Charlotte they've won th- sneakily. They've won three in a row against Atlanta, San Antonio, and Minnesota. <sighs> I, I'd lean I'd lean Hornets here. Honestly, I know Charlotte or I know Miami's coming in off a loss and they'll be motivated. And I know Charlotte has a tendency to randomly suck. Right, like it's really frustrating. It could be really really frustrating. But I think Charlotte's probably the side here. I don't know if I'm going to get to them, uh, but. It's generally a spot I'd like, right? Most of the money on Miami, uh, back-to-back for both. You're getting eight and a half points on a neutral court for a team that's won three in a row. And a Miami team that, again, is obviously better than the Hornets, but they've had their issues, man. They're not like a dominant team, and I feel like a lot of games they get priced as a borderline elite team. Like even yesterday, right? Like only one and a half without Giannis, right? And then obviously Giannis played, but like, the books really, really respect the Heat, and, and they continue to do that today. I'd probably have this closer to, I don't know, four, uh, maybe four and a half. I don't know. I don't know that. I think five and a half is is a little bit too much the more we talk about it. We'll see, though. We'll see. It's a, it's a scary bet. It doesn't feel comfortable, um, but scared money doesn't make no money. So, all right, let's keep rolling. All right, we got uh, Pacers and Magic. Magic two and a half point favorites today that implies that the Pacers are a half point better um and to me man I think there's some slight value here on the magic today um I feel like most of the money's coming in on the Pacers and the Pacers had a great first performance out the break uh against Boston they really struggled um heading into the break right they lost five in a row and then they beat the Bulls narrowly and even in that uh, they were down first half heavy Come in first game off the break and and almost beat Boston, lose to them in a hard fought battle in OT. Arguably the best team, right? But Orlando's good, man. Orlando's good. Um, last game, Detroit battled and battled and battled, but the the Magic were the better team throughout that game. To me, like this is going to be a really tight game. It is going to be a tight game, and I do think the Magic more often than not get it done. But that doesn't mean it's not going to be tight, right? Let's look at it. Let's look at it. Detroit, right? They just won by two. Uh, at home against Miami, they lost by four, but they were leading that whole game. I would say, obviously, Miami's a little bit better than the Pacers. They beat Denver at home. They beat, They lost to New York at home. They were leading that whole game as well. Uh, they beat uh, the Pacers at home. They beat Boston at home. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think it's Orlando today. I think it's Orlando. I'd make this three and a half. I'd give the Magic a half point. I'd maybe even give them one point. Um, and Indiana played really, really well last game, but they're coming off a, you know, an OT game. I think the only thing that scares me is a one to two point win with Orlando, which I could absolutely see happening. So lean, uh, lean Orlando today. But again, I, I think, especially after a day like yesterday, I think it's really easy to just try and run and and you know try and get everything back today. I do think that there's going to be some patience that needs to be required coming into the break. Just kind of seeing, you know, which one of the which of these teams has come out of the break really focused and locked in. 
um, in which teams are still kind of figuring it out. And I think one game sample sizes aren't enough um, where the Pacers, they came out great out of the break. The, the Magic, they didn't cover. They did sneak out a win. You saw glimpses of who they are, but you also saw glimpses of them, you know, being meh and what whatever. So uh, Halliburton changes the math with the Pacers. I, I, I know I've said a lot, and, and I'm, I think there's valid reasons on both sides. I think end of the day, I'd ride with the Magic, though. Uh, next game, Pelicans-Knicks. This is probably a stay-away game for me. I think the Knicks are about two, two-and-a-half points better, but it is a back-to-back for them, and they are off a dub, and New Orleans is off a win. Um, Knicks tend to play a lot better on the road. And, I, I again, I, I have a lot of respect for this Pelicans team. Yes, they don't have Brandon or Zion Williamson, uh, and, yes, that makes this team a, a worse basketball team, but they're still well-coached. They have depth. I've talked about it a million times. They compete, they compete, they compete, they compete. They have two go-to scores. They have a solid team defense. Um, and they went into Toronto. Very easily could have folded multiple times. Toronto played a good basketball game, and they, they just kept coming and coming and coming and lost a close one. So I would say, again, it's it's kind of similar to the Magic Pacers where it's like I think the Knicks are going to win a tight one. It's like do they cover three and a half, though? I don't, I don't know. Um, but I, I think it's clear that Josh Hart has, I, I know it doesn't seem like the biggest of deals, but just with, with as tight of a rotation as, as Tibbs runs, I, I really think Josh Hart being back just helps all that much more. And, and then Mitch Robinson's back as well. So, um, yeah, I, I'd lean the Knicks here. I'd on a neutral court, I'd give them two, two. I'd give them two. Then it's a back-to-back. So it, I would have this minus four. It's three and a half. I don't think it's enough to play, but I would lean I would lean the Knicks. Okay, Denver Nuggets, Memphis Grizzlies. This is where my first bet of the day is. Jaron Jackson, I'll get right to it. Jaron Jackson over three and a half blocks plus 120. Um, Jaron Jackson is the best rim protector, the best blocker of shots that this league has to offer. Um, let's just... If you want, man, let's go through his blocks in the last couple games. Uh, we'll say since January 29th, five blocks, six blocks, four blocks, five blocks, four blocks, zero blocks against Boston on the road, four blocks against Utah, four blocks against Philly. Um, he blocks everything, man, and especially at home, he's going to go get four blocks. Last time they played Denver on the road, he had five blocks. You're getting plus money. I don't even really think much else needs to be said, man. Like, Jaron Jackson, over three and a half blocks. If he's at home and it is plus money, I'm going to play it. And I might even start playing it even when it's not plus money. But I think that's just something you got to ride. And you find a trend. You find a guy who does something consistently. Ride it. It may lose, but it's plus money, man. Um, and, you know, I got to like, I, I gotta play it. Um, in terms of the game itself, this is a tough one, right? Memphis is a really, really good um, home team, and Denver generally struggles on the road, right? Uh, on top of that, these are two teams at the top of the Western Conference. This game means a lot. Um, I think this would be a tight one. I would lean Memphis here. I would lean Memphis just situationally. I do think Denver's a better team, um, you know, just like straight up, all things considered. And clearly Memphis has struggled lately. But it's just a really good spot for Memphis, given that one, they're much better on the uh, much better at home. Denver's much better, much worse on the road. Aaron Gordon's out. Memphis lost them last time they played. They lost to Philly in their first game out of the All Star break. This is like a spot that that Memphis should come out absolutely ready to go and get a win. 
Um, but I, again, this is another one of these where it's like I could see them winning by one or two. I absolutely could see them winning by one or two. Regardless, I lean Memphis here today, and I lean all these short home, these home teams, right? Like I, I lean Orlando at home. I lean Memphis at home. We'll get to the Philly Celtics game, but I lean Philly at home too. Um, I just think you get in these big, big time games um, and you take the the more desperate team, the team with more to prove at the crib against maybe a team that's slightly better than them in the big picture. Um, and that's one of my favorite angles. It really is one of my favorite angles. I'm surprised that the, the Grizzlies are getting as much love as they are. Um, it's nothing crazy, but I'm seeing, you know, 60% of the bets on them, um, which is honestly a little bit surprising given, given the way that they've struggled, you know, overall the past two months or so. So um, that being said, though, man, Denver's scary. Denver's really scary. They are a really scary fade. And you look no no further than last game against Cleveland, right? Like that's a game Cleveland should win. That's a game that Cleveland was winning for a large portion of the game. And, and Denver just looked like a championship-level team with the way that they kept fighting and kept competing. I think I'm going to stay off this, honestly. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Denver loses this by one or two on a last-minute shot. Um, and this is not the same Memphis team that was get, like completely and disgustingly dominant for a large part of the early part of the season, really since Stevie Adams once has gone down. like they're, they're still a good team at home, right? They're still a team you generally want to back. But it hasn't been the same sort of dominance uh, the way it was early on in the season. So it's a lean, slight lean to Memphis. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to play it, but it's a slight lean to Memphis here. Next game, Sixers-Celtics. Sixers, one-and-a-half-point home dogs. And I, I could look no other way than Philly today, man. Like, they just they're, – they're scary, right? Because, I mean, you saw it last game, and last game wasn't the only time they've done that, right? They come out just so lethargic bro. Like they come out and they just look like they do not care. And then they turn it on in the second half and they end up beating Memphis by five where it's like, dude, where is this? The whole game where they just have stretches where they're just not super locked in. But let's go since the new year. Beat uh, New Orleans at home by nine, Indiana by three, uh, Detroit blew them out, lost to OKC, beat Brooklyn, beat Denver, Beat Orlando, beat New York, beat Houston, beat Cleveland, beat Memphis, right? Like they've beat Memphis, Cleveland, New York, Denver, Brooklyn. Like generally, when a team comes to town, an elite team or a good team comes to town and has to play you in Philly, they show up. They absolutely show up. Like they should be absolutely ready to go today. Um, again, as a home team this year, Philadelphia is 21 and 10. Best team against the spread at home this year. Right? So it's like, and right there, Memphis, 17 and 11 at home, right? Orlando, where's Orlando? Where's Orlando? Orlando's, Orlando's 17 and 13 at home. So I think you, you got a lot of teams at home today. With short spreads, that is the way I would look, man. That is the way I would look. Sixers plus the one and a half. Boston's the best team. Boston's the first or second best team in in the league right now. I don't know that I'm getting a four and a half. I'm probably having that at three, maybe two and a half. And you just saw it, right? Like Boston just went to overtime against Indiana. Like 
Philly's much better than Indiana. And and, and in Indiana easily could have won that game. So uh, I would take Philly here. It's going to be tight. It's going to be nervy. But I think Philly gets this one done. Last game, no interest on the spread at all. You have a Utah Jazz team that's kind of trying to tank. Um, not really bad enough to do it, but, you know, trying to tank. If I'm going anywhere, it's Taylor Horton Tucker. Uh, either points, rebounds, and assists, or rebounds and assists. Um, he's, you know, still figuring out how to impact basketball games at the highest level, but he is um, a stat stuffer, right? So whether you want to go points, rebounds, and assists, or just rebounds and assists, I think Taylor Horton Tucker is a good look. It's pretty high, 26 and a half, but it's a great matchup. Um, he's a guy that contributes in all three categories. He's a guy who I could easily see, you know, getting eight rebounds, eight assists. Um, if you just wanted to go six and a half assists at plus 117, I would not hate that at all. Honestly, I'd take a look at that. I, I very much am interested in that. Um, let's see what his rebounds are at. Four and a half, four and a half, four and a half, six and a half. Uh, so we got rebounds. His rebounds and assist line is at 11 and a half plus money as well. So I like both those, honestly, and against the San Antonio team that, you know, 240 and a half total. They get in a bunch of shootouts. Talon should be the lead guard. Um, he came out late in overtime, but I, I do think he should get another start today. Didn't play super well. We just got to have him not, you know, be crazy bad and he should play good minutes. All right, guys, I know today is a little bit more scattered. Um coming off a tough day yesterday but I like or I like these short home favorites I like Orlando I like Memphis I like Philly I guess Philly's a dog but um that's where I'm at and I, I like New York but not as much as uh, some of these other ones anyways guys good luck to whatever it is that you play I love you um stay post I'll keep you posted on Twitter um, and let's have a day let's have a day talk to you guys tomorrow peace